0: Hey friends, this is Jen Lewiston with Pastor's Wife Circle. If you are a woman in ministry, this podcast is for you. Here we will discuss marriage, relationships, family, being a single woman in ministry, our struggles, joys, and the mundane of everyday life. We'd like to welcome you here to Pastor's Wife Circle. Today I actually have a special guest with me, my amazing daughter, Isabella. Hi. (laughs) So we're excited to do this podcast together. Um, she is 14 and a freshman in high school. And I just thought with this topic, talking about how to, um, raise, um, well-adjusted kids that still love Jesus (laughs) when they leave the house, um, even in their, you know, young age, um, teenage years, and even to adulthood. So we just want to tackle that topic today and just really talk about what that looks like to be, um, a PK, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you excited? Yes. You are? Yes. Okay, good. It's this is better than being on video, right? Definitely. <laughs> I know you're not a big fan of uh of people seeing you. We've decided we like people. We just like our people best. <laughs> is that I'm getting a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um we just wanted to just really talk about uh really we have, we call them three C's. We have the three C's. It's consistency, communication, and to cherish. And Bella and I, as we were talking, um, she came up with some really good points and even shared some things, even just about our own personal lives that I didn't realize. And so I think that this is just going to be a great opportunity for her and I to just uh, talk really, and to just talk through some things of what it looks like so that in hopes to help you as a mom, whether your kids are, you know, you're just starting out as a mom, you have little tiny ones at home, or maybe you have preschool kids, um, you know, elementary age kids, teenagers. Um, We just sent our first, uh, our oldest off to ministry school. So maybe you have a young adult as well. Um, So we just wanted to kind of just share because I know one of my biggest fears, but I don't know if you know this. But one of my biggest fears when your dad and I got married was dad and I were called to ministry and we got to choose this life. But when we went to have children, obviously you guys don't have that choice to be in ministry. You're just in ministry. Yeah. So, um one of my fears was just I didn't want you guys to ever resent what we did but resent the church um, resent us, resent even God, uh, because I wanted to make sure that you guys still had a healthy, um, life and environment amongst (laughs) somewhat of what can crazy, what it can be like to pastor a church.
1: The chaos.
0: (laughs) Yes. And it does feel like chaos sometimes. Right. But I knew that guy was faithful too. And I knew that he called your dad and I to be parents. And so we had to just step out in that faith and know that God was going to have you guys. We did a lot of praying, still do, um, because we really want you guys to love Jesus at the end of the day. Yes, I want you to be amazing humans and to be kind and, um, you know, have friends and be um, an asset to society. But more important than all of that is that you would you would love Jesus. And so that was mine and your dad's goal Um And so far, so good, right? Yes. Uh, Our oldest loves Jesus. He's going to ministry school. Bella loves Jesus. She wants to potentially be a veterinarian. And then I have a nine-year-old at home as well, um, Ian. And he loves Jesus with his his whole heart. And he reminds me almost daily that Jesus is number one and Daddy and I are number two. (laughs) And he's like, are you okay with that, Mom? I'm like, yes, absolutely. We're okay with that. So Bella, is there anything you want to add to that? No? Okay. <laughs> I wish you guys could see her face she's so cute, so one of the first things um, I thought we could talk about was like consistency and and what that would look like as you are a consistent parent and all of these I feel like you can start from a really young age, so you know some people you know say, well you know your six month old doesn't understand, and there are obviously things that a six month old doesn't understand, but there are things that they do understand, and so you can even start this young, and my thing is too is We can't start some of these things when we have a 10, 11, 12 year old, you know, our our preteens, because what we have done up into that point is what's already kind of locked in. So we want to try to do new things. And most of the time, kids aren't going to be very receptive to that. So consistency for for us, you know, this is just really based off of what Dan and I have done, my husband, and then, you know, I want Bella to be able to t- chime in and, and maybe share some of the things that, you know, how this was good, or maybe we didn't do such a great job at it, and she informed me of that today. <laughs> so there's some things that I do really well, and there are some things that I don't do so great, um, and that's okay because we're all human, but we want this to be a place where, you can maybe take some things away from here and go, oh, I want to implement that or, oh, yeah, I've seen myself do that. And I want to maybe change that. So the first one, like I said, is consistency. And really, you want to be consistency, obviously, in dis- in when you dis- uh, discipline your child. So when you're disciplining and if there's a, hey, I need you to do this, otherwise this is your consequence. You have to follow through. You have to be consistent um you know hey you do this and this is also your you know reward and to be consistent in that as well so you know when i ask my kids to clean their room hopefully they just do it <laughs> but that doesn't always happen um but so but what is what is the consequence when it doesn't happen i have to follow through with that because that's when they know that i'm serious and that if i don't follow through then why why do the thing I've been asked to do in the beginning, right? So this consistency in in um, discipline, it's super important in my opinion, especially when they're young because uh, if they know every single time you say something and they don't do it, they know what is going to happen, whether it's a timeout or whatever you decide to do as your disciplinary. That's, that's obviously a personal uh, thing, but um, – Whatever that looks like, if they know that, hey, if I choose to throw a fit about this, this is going to be my consequence and you follow through with that, they over time are more likely than to do what you've asked them to do. Now they're human; they're not perfect either. So there, nothing is is uh, a perfect solution. But I know that through my life and through raising our children, um, the consistency was a was a huge thing, especially it was as they were they were young and growing and learning. Um, also, just consistency um, of who who you are, uh, because I know in ministry it's really easy to be one person at home and another person when you are. Uh, whether you are on a stage or you are just ministering to people at church or whatever that looks like for you, um, and I know I've tried really, really hard. And Bella, maybe you can can share some of this, um, but tried really hard to be who I am at church and who I am at home. Um, I don't know. Do you do you feel like that's been the case with your parents, or do you feel like it's been we've been one way at church and then another way, another way at home?
1: I think you and dad have done a really good job
0: of being the same
1: people.
0: <laughs> you're so cute. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. Like, I think that's huge because at the end of the day, like, if I'm acting one way at church and, you know, obviously we want to be nice and obviously, you know, anytime you're around a multiple, uh, multiple people, you're going to act a little differently, right? You're not going to necessarily act the same way you do at home, but... You want your character and who you are and what you stand for and what you believe to be to be exactly the same. Bella, you're doing great. You're doing great. She's <laughs> so cute. She's a little nervous, people. She's a little nervous. I think if everybody could see you, they'd be like, Bella, you got this. Go, Bella. And you would have this whole cheering section. So um, she's so cute. But so consistency, if if I'm somebody different at church and then I come home and I'm super kind at church and I'm super, you know, uh, great. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Grateful at church. You know, everybody's the best. And then I go home and all I do is talk about everybody or I, all I do is scream at my kids or all I do is, you know... Um, i'm just a completely different person you know we're not even bringing jesus into our home you know we don't pray together which we do but i'm just saying like if you are a completely different person your kids see that and they know hypocrisy when they see it and um so just be the consistent person in in church and outside of church um if you are a fun happy go lucky be that in church you know, like we i think sometimes we think that people look at us especially as women in ministry especially as pastors or pastors wives um and probably on the mission field too but um that we think that they have this perception of us which they probably do um and so we have to act a certain way or we shouldn't do a certain thing and for me, in my experience, and I was like that for a lot of years in the beginning of our ministry, is I just kind of hid in the shadows because I didn't know how to be myself, and I had people telling me how I should be, and that really wasn't who I was. And so I just kind of hid in the shadows for for a while um, but over time, I began to realize, like, listen, this is who I am, and I know that there are other women out there who are fun and love to be silly and love to make jokes and just to hang out and be real. And I want, I wanted that. I wanted people to see, like, it's okay to be a real human. And so we try really hard to bring that, um, who we truly are, into the church and be be consistent in that. So, um, so be consistent. Um, Number two is communication. So communication is, is huge. Um, We've got to communicate. And it's, it's really the key. Um, We have to communicate with our kids. And here's the thing. We have to start when they're young. How many of you have, you know, that two, three, four, five year old, who all they love to do is talk? they're a little talker and they want to talk to you about everything and they repeat themselves a million times and you've heard the same story you've watched the same movie right you've done all the things and it gets to the place where sometimes it can get like very repetitive and sometimes it can get boring (laughs) sometimes what they want to share with you is not that exciting and I know like oh Bella has Bella's raised her hand I love this yes Bella (laughs) please tell
1: I remember when I was little and the movie Frozen first came out, me and you, I would force you to watch that with me like every single night before bed. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you got, like you fell asleep once or twice to it. <laughs>
0: I may have. But did it mean a lot to you that I was still there and still still played that?
1: Yeah, and you always sing the song Let It Go with me when it came to the part.
0: Yes. Well, yeah, because that's a great song, right? It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like doing those things that like maybe I don't always enjoy. There's movies that they enjoy that I don't, or, um, you know, my my nine year old could go to Chick fil A literally every day, and I love Chick fil A, so don't get me wrong, um, <laughs> but he could literally go every day, and so I'm so I'm like, so is there a different place? No, nope, Chick fil A. It's God's, it's God's chicken. That's the where Lord we're going. That's like, right. You can't
1: get better than
0: that. Right. So um, so yeah. So sometimes doing those things that aren't enjoyable for us as parents, but it means the world to our kids. And
1: even though it's like in that moment you're super exhausted of it and it just feels super repetitive and you're just exhausted those moments are what your child's gonna remember forever
0: Mm, and like
1: that what that's what means the world to them is you just listening or even now that you're saying it a million times and you don't even understand what they're saying (laughs) it's still something that
0: they're gonna remember Mm -hmm. for like ever. I love that and I think like that is so important because even when they are two or three like it's important to engage with them and let them know that you do care and that you are listening, even when it feels overwhelming to us sometimes as moms specifically, because it's, it's 24-7, especially if we um, do not work outside of the home or we do a job inside the home besides being a mom. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, I think when we can do that at a young age, it just continues throughout their whole life. Um, one of the things that Bella and I I didn't we were talking about this today actually Um, I didn't realize she was so young I didn't realize she was like seven or eight years old but one of my big things is is you know having communication with my kids and always keeping that line open and I want it to be an honest communication I want to have honest conversation Um, and so like even as Some people consider this a small detail, but I consider it kind of a a larger detail in the sense of like, um, and Bella don't cringe, uh, like the body parts, like we call the body parts, what the body parts are, because that is for us, I wanted to keep it very real and very, this is what this is. And, um, instead of like sugarcoating things now you do, you, whatever you feel comfortable with, but that's just, that just, I just wanted you to see, like, we really believe in being honest and, um, not sugarcoating things for our kids, but also we're there to walk through those things. But when Bella was seven, we were trying to figure out, we think she was like seven, eight years old. Yeah. And we were just having a regular girl girl conversation. And um, we started talking about how we dress and how we dress our bodies. And I said, I want you to be classy, not trashy. And so we started having that conversation when she was seven eight years old and um what 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 did I do to help you understand what that was do you remember uh,
1: I think you showed me like pictures of like a classy lady and like how we're supposed to dress and then like pictures of like a trashy lady who like everything see-through and tight and like weird looking and I was like yeah I don't I don't I don't want to dress like that I want to be classy and like I have
0: a, uh, yeah yeah so you said something to me earlier today that it was, like, it was almost like a core memory for you. Yeah. Like, in that moment. Like, it's something, like,
1: it's ingrained in my head. Yeah. Like, that's probably going to be something that I, like, can't forget. Like, anytime like, I'm thinking about wearing something that I know my mom would probably want to improve, that's probably just going to pop in my head and mm-hmm. be like, <sighs> <laughs> Are you sad that I taught you how to be classy? No, not sad about it. Okay. Sometimes when there's something I really want to wear – but, like, at the end of the day, I know, like, I'd much rather
0: cover everything than, yeah. Yeah. I like that. And you said to me earlier that it was something that stuck in your head. Like, in that moment, you said, when I showed you the pictures of the girls, in that moment, you said "I, I, I'm." you wanted to make sure that you were always classy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um, from some of the things I've seen just with some of your friends, like, you you've said to me, like, man, mom, I'm glad that you've taught me to be classy. Because uh, your friends don't always choose classy or they choose borderline. <laughs> and um, sometimes... the gray area, they choose yeah. that area. Yeah. Uh, but even in those moments, um, you know, it's helped you to stand your ground because it's something that you said it's been engraved in your brain since you were seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's the, the importance of communication is when we have these conversations with our kids when they're young... Mm-hmm and obviously age appropriate conversations. But when we have these kind of conversations, it's stuff that stays with them. And I'm also do, um, I'm also our youth pastor and it's crazy how many parents do not have these conversations or have had them once. And then, you know, think, Oh, I had that conversation. So we're good. And it's a consistent thing. Um, you have to be consistent in the communication and, uh, if you want it to, if you want it to be something that is going to last, and you want it to be something that they are really going to choose on their own, when you know when Bella's eighteen, and what is she truly going to choose? Now she may experience experiment with some pieces of clothing that aren't maybe what mom would be okay with, um, but in the back of her head, she's going to constantly hear her mom and what her mom has told her that that also God wants how God wants us to, to dress and act. And so she's going to have to come to a conclusion on her own. But I don't think the classy trashy is because I've been and speak to this Bella. I haven't like thro- like pushed it down your throat like you have. You have to. You have to. You have to. It's been more like conversations yeah. that we've had.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and if I see something that I feel is inappropriate,
1: you'll say something.
0: And you are very good at responding and and taking that. You don't always like it.
1: In the moment, I'm a little grumpy because I'm like, this looks so good on me, Mom. And then she'll be like, but. And I'll be like, you're right.
0: <laughs> Is that so hard? So hard. <laughs> when I'm right, like you can't handle it, right?
1: But I'm right a lot of the times too. And then I can it's see true. on your face that you're like. <laughs> <laughs> I get
0: I get like, oh, you're right. You're
1: like, my 14-year-old daughter's right
0: how does that make you feel
1: awesome <laughs> especially when it comes to fashion because she'll pick out like some clothes that I would never pick out in my entire life and I don't want to hurt her feelings and be like absolutely not what are you thinking but like I it's like the, I try not to hurt her feelings so Excuse I'm me. like no that's not really my style and then she'll like keep picking stuff that I don't like and I'm like mom
0: that's not for me that's no a- that's funny. So, basically, I just need to let you pick out your own clothes? Yes. Okay. Can I monitor it, though? Depends. <laughs> Who's paying for it? You. Okay, then I'm monitoring. <laughs> there you go.
1: How about you just give me your credit card, and then I can go in the store, buy a couple things, and then when we get back home and I try them on, you can see them.
0: Uh, no. <laughs>
1: worth a shot.
0: It was worth a shot, and you took it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, so obviously communication is super important. Start it when they're young, start communicating. Cause if you want to jump in at 10 or 12, uh, it's, it's too late. Honestly, it's too late. Um, I've had, and this isn't to toot my own horn, but I've had a lot of people tell me how great my kids are and it's Jesus. I'm
1: amazing. Right
0: now. <laughs> it's Jesus. And it's the fact that, um, you know, we communicate with them and we have the hard conversations. We even have hard conversations when it comes to church. Um, we do not shelter them from a lot of things. Um, obviously there's personal things from people that's personal that we obviously do not share with them. But, um, when we're in in a hard place in ministry, we have never, we haven't always given them every detail, but we have allowed them to, to see Um, Because the thing and the reason why, and I know this may not be um, a popular opinion, but um, one of the reasons is because uh, I want to to have those conversations with my kids and I want them also to see what God can do. Because if they're seeing that there's a struggle or that, you know, um, we're we're maybe struggling in a certain area or this happened in the church or whatever, and then they see God come through and – you know, bring victory or whatever that looks like in that moment, they get to see what God did. And I and I love that because they get to see God's faithfulness. They get to see the trial and the tribulation sometimes, um, but then they get to turn around and see the victory. So us communicating these things with them and not pretending like they don't see it because at the end of the day, y'all, your kids see it. Your kids see it. Um, whether you wear it all over your face or the bedroom conversation between you and your husband, um, your kids hear it, your kids see it. So we chose to be honest and um, communicate with them and just say, hey, this is what's going on right now. This is what's happening. Will you pray with us? Will you pray for this situation? And then when God shows up, they get to be a part of that too. And that's really cool. And I feel like that has been something that has been very beneficial for our family. So moving on, so we have talked about communication. We've talked about being consistent with your kiddos. Um and then we want to just talk about how to cherish, to cherish your kids. Now, this may sound like yeah, duh, of course I can cherish my kids. But Bella and I were talking and I thought it was very interesting cuz I wanted her to tell me, you know, it's because we have communicated, uh I think she feels, Bella correct me if I'm wrong, that I'm a pretty safe place for her, that she can pretty much tell me no. no I'm kidding. <laughs> She's already shaking her head. Um that I I think that Bella um I feel like you can tell me anything. You may not always tell me in the moment, but we always come back to having a conversation, and I feel like you are pretty honest with me. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> well, we may have to dig into that one a little no. bit further. But <laughs>
1: yes, I tell you pretty much everything.
0: Pretty much, okay. I'll All the free. big stuff. Okay, so there's little things. So Bella and I will be having a deep conversation <laughs> no, when we're done here.
1: No, no. <laughs> like the big things that like –
0: yeah. Like our heart things?
1: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: You can elaborate. I
1: don't know how to. Okay. I'm not good at elaboration.
0: <laughs> I think you are. Um, but, yeah, so we can sit down and have these these conversations. And um, so as we were talking, she was just talking about, like, the time that we spend with, with her. Or, you know, obviously we were talking in the realm of this podcast. And so it was like, how can... What is something for you, Bella, that you were like in this conversation, you were saying a lot about spending time with you um, or parents in general spending time with their kids and what that looked like?
1: Um, uh, I would just say like one of the most important things as a kid is that you spend time with them because when you're always at work or you're always like on phone or at a meeting with other people, us kids like exaggerate those thoughts and it's like we can start thinking oh well they're always spending time with other people so maybe they don't love us as much or maybe those people are have bigger problems well they those other people probably have bigger problems in their world but in a teenager's world their problem is the most important problem and when you're seconding them it can hurt and then that's what leads to like like going to other people or going to phones or just like and then once you know it like you you don't know what's going on with each other anymore and i would just say like time is one of the real most important things yeah
0: so making time for you now obviously there are times where we have those really important conversations with other people and we have to have special meetings or we have to do things um so like for you would you say
1: I would say just like communicate those things like if you have a three-year-old and you have to go have a meeting with somebody to like help them then I would just try and like put it in their own language. So like if they had like a stuffed animal that was hurt or something and you fixed it, you could just be like, there's a lot of stuffed animals out there that need some help and fixing. And then maybe it will, will understand it a little bit more and just like bring it down to their level. And, mm. and then when you get home, maybe be like, just like then just like say, hey, that i fixed in stuffed animal today <laughs> and like yeah just something like that
0: that's good that's really good i like that um and i think that's a cool analogy bella talking about uh a stuffed animal it's relatable to that child of hey you know when your bear's arm fell off <laughs> I don't, or the iPhone.
1: Mine's head fell
0: off, (laughs) but
1: I probably want to use that analogy. Like,
0: there's
1: a lot of people out there that need their head fixing.
0: (laughs) Mental health. (laughs) And we need a little bit of a little of a little TLC. Um, but no, I think that that's really great because it, that just makes it relatable. That there's a lot of bears out there that need some help. You know, as a three year old brain, they can understand that more than, well, mommy's just not here.
1: Yeah,
0: mommy's just having to go to meetings or mommy's, you know, doing a new a new business or mommy's, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Because um, I know there are days where it's you feel like you are nonstop, and to be able to maybe explain that to your children that you are the most important thing right now. I need to do this. Um, And to let them know that instead of, again, just just not making that time count. I think that's important. Make the time that we have with our children to count.
1: Yes. And also, like, with always going and if you're one of those people who always have meetings and you're trying to balance being with your kids and being with meetings, it's also okay to take a time for yourself and, like, just go to your room and just relax for a little bit, because as kids, we much rather have like a really happy dancing mom <laughs> and instead of like one that just like kind of sits on the couch and like is irritated when you breathe <laughs> so, so we much rather like she's not talking about me, uh, uh-uh, not at all, <laughs> it's like another mom.
0: I do get a little irritated sometimes when they breathe. I'm like, why are you breathing so Because
1: apparently, like, we breathe really loudly, or we chew our gum too loudly, or... That's, that's true. You
0: do. I love you.
1: Apparently, like, cracking her knuckles, like, irritates the heck out of her, and, like, she just can't stand it, so... Oh, um, and we can't move. What We just kind of got to stay in, like, one position... Otherwise, she'll be like,
0: "Stop moving." So you'd rather me have a twenty-minute power nap and be a happy mom than sit and watch a movie or or play games with you and be a grumpy mom. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs>
1: okay. Duly and noted. I uh, dramatized that a little bit. She's not that bad. <laughs> Only <okay>. on some days. <laughs> on Sundays, some oh, days. I was Like what? Mainly the Mondays. <laughs> But we all have hard times on Monday, so <laughs>
0: stop. You're being <laughs> silly. But no, that's good insight, Bella. I appreciate that because I think self care is a big, a big thing. And when we cherish ourselves, then we can cherish the our children and our spouses and other people. And um, sometimes you just need, you know, that three o'clock power nap so that you can be a better person in the afternoon. I mean, that's just reality. So that's super important. I like that you say that, Bella, because you would rather have a mom you'd rather have me away for a little bit self taking care of myself than not taking care of myself and then being um (sighs) agitated and annoyed and frustrated you want you want the parents to be all in yes yeah yeah so what if how does that work though if a parent not on a daily basis but there's those days where they they have to be all in in ministry or their bi- or their job or their business or something like that. Is there grace for us in that? Of course. So if I hear you, I, f- I feel like you're saying like, if we're doing these other things well, so if I'm consistently being the same person, if I'm consistently um, disciplining, if I am communicating well with you, then if I have to be away or there's a disruption in our normal flow – it's okay because we've done these other things,
1: yes, I would just say like you're when you're all in a ministry, you also you can't just be all in in ministry and then just like semi in being with your kids. You also have to take those moments and be all in with your kids,
0: so when you're there, be present, yeah, when you're with your kids, be a hundred percent present, yeah, I like that.
1: And, like, obviously there's going to be times where you got to answer a quick email and a quick, like, text message. But, like, like when a kid sees you on your phone, it's just, like, it, it's not, like, I don't know how to put it into words. It's, like, you want them to be there, and it's, like, it's almost like they're in another world. Yeah. So, like, when you're with your kids, like, watching a movie or, like, playing a game, don't, like... I would just say, like, try and be there. Like, put your phone on silent or something. Just, like, those moments are the moments that count the most. And those are the moments when you have the most laughter. And
0: laughter is the best medicine. Accurate. You're cute. Thanks. So I love that. And I love that, like, if I'm going to be busy, that's not really the problem. It's that when I am present to really truly be present mm-hmm. as a mom. Like, you as a teenager you really want us there now what if there's teenagers who who they are on their phone all the time and they don't want to listen and maybe there's moms out there who haven't you know maybe done all of these things in the very beginning and now they're trying to you know catch up for it um but their their kids or teenagers or young adults are just frustrated and hurt and and aren't really allowing their parents to like make a correction um Do you have any advice for a mom on how she could potentially, you know, deal with with that kind of situation?
1: Well, um, I don't truly know because for me personally, I like trying to put away my phone when we do a movies. But, like, I would say, like, if you haven't been, like, really doing any of these things and, like, you've always been busy, like, that phone is kind of, like, their best friend almost. Mm -hmm. And that's what they've known. And so, like just taking it away isn't going to help the relationship in that. Like, it might, like, in your head, it might be, like, this is, be- this is best for them. And, yes, it's going to be good for them, but it's also, like, taking away, like, a two-year-old's teddy bear. Mm. It It's, like, that's their best friend in that moment. So you just kind of, like, I would say that's a hard thing to deal with, but you just got to, like, kind of slowly, like, I would say, like, For me, I have, like, two brothers, so they would really want to watch, like, an action movie when I want to watch more of a romance movie. And so, like, if we watched more of an action movie, I would be bored. (laughs) But, like, so I would just say if you have, like, a two-year-old and a 16-year-old, that's really big difference but like you could watch like a two-year-old movie and then when the two-year-old goes to bed you could watch whatever like the 16 wants to watch and so then that maybe make them think that you care a little bit more in their opinion too so then they'll want to be off their phones
0: yeah so so be gentle with it yeah yeah and uh maybe start implementing some of these things I mean you said earlier um to maybe communicate using their phone in the sense of like
1: yeah tech- like good in the mornings, like, if their phone, their best friend, because you've always been at work or something, like, their phone is going to be more of their, like, their best friend, like, the person they can, like, just go to and, like, do whatever with, and, um, I would just say, like, a quick, if you, like, If you're, you have to go to the church, or you got to go someplace early in the morning. Just shoot them a quick text, like when you wake up, saying how much you love them and how grateful you are. Like any plans you might want to do with them that day, or just like, just a quick
0: "I love you." Hope you have a great day. Is means the world. Mm, I like that. So, the not like, yelling and freaking out when they don't want to communicate with you, because I know I can be. A little, I can, harsh. Is that the word? Thank you, Bella. She gave me the word. Um, okay. Apparently I'm a little harsh. No, you're not kidding. And that's fine. That's fine. That's why we're doing this because I want to keep this real. Like this is this is real talk. And I can't get better if I don't know. And that's the thing. Like we can't be better moms. We can't be better wives. We can't be better um, pastors. We We can't be better if we don't know some of the things that we do and then fix them. Or to go, okay, I see that in me. Or now that you've said that, I see that. Or now that I see how you feel about when I do that, um, now I can go in and I can change that. And that's the whole point of this is like, what are we doing? That's really great. Keep doing it. What am I doing or what are we doing? That's not so great. All right. How do we fix that? So I appreciate your heart and your sensitivity to me, but like we can, we, I can be harsh with you guys. I can be um, frustrated when I'm not in a good place I do take it out on you guys I mean it just happened the other day I was super frustrated about my keys and I thought you misplaced them and I like completely lost my mind on you and the important thing though is that I I came back and I apologized and we made it better and that's the thing too is like we have to apologize to our kids and we have to let them know that they are val- valued and that they are the most important thing to us now there will be times where we have to do other things we have to step in and do things at the church. We have to be there for our spouse. We have There's other things as women that we constantly are being pulled in a million directions. And there are things that we have to do. But when we are with our children and we have those moments, it's to be intentional and to value them and to let them know how much we love them and care about them. Are we going to be perfect? No, nobody is, right? Our kids aren't perfect. Um, but we want to give you a place To say, okay, how can I do this better? And the things that I do really great or well, let me keep doing those. And so I just hope that today, just some insight from Bella and I helped you to maybe go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Or I'm already doing that. And then I want you to pat yourself on your back because that's amazing. In this world today, us parents need all the love we can get and all the encouragement and all the attaboys because parenting is hard. Life is hard. And add a Girls, thank you, Bella. Um, life is hard, and so we need those. And so we just want to encourage you today to, to continue to be the best version of yourself and to continue to chase after Jesus. And this ministry life is, is not for the faint of heart, and God's got you. So if it's okay, we're going to go ahead and close this out in prayer um, and just want you ladies to know that you've got these two ladies here, Bella and Jen, on your t- on your side, and we're praying for you, and we're praying for your children, and we know that this journey is hard, but it's also very rewarding. And we're going to pray for you and your children. And so, Lord, I just thank you so much for who you are, God, and I thank you, Father, that you um, that you God are. Amazing, and that you have a purpose and you have a plan for every single person, Father. I pray for the moms out there that are maybe struggling with their children today, God. That are are saying, "I wish I could do these things," or "I wish I was better at these things." God, I pray that you give them grace and peace, Father, God, and knowing God that you have got them, Lord, and that they are okay, and that um, you, they are the perfect mom for their babies. They are the perfect one, God. You put those children into their home on purpose, God, and that is exactly what how you designed it, God. And so, Lord, I pray for those moms who are maybe hard on themselves, God, and and feel like they should have or could have done it differently, Lord. I pray, God, that you would just um, ease their hearts, Father, and give them peace, Lord. And God, I pray um, for the moms, God, who are out there killing it, Lord, God, that we would still see, God, the things, Father, that maybe we don't do well or as well as we need to, Lord and that you would help us to see, God, how we can love our children a little bit more, Father, how we can put down our phone, how we can be intentional, Father, and love on our children and communicate with them, God, and cherish them, Father, and um, be consistent with them, God. Be consistently who we are, Jesus. And so, Lord, I just pray a covering over these families, Father, over these children, Lord. And I thank you, God, for calling all of us, Father, into your, into your work, God, the, the special call of ministry, Lord. We thank you for it, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, ladies. We pray that you have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.